When briefing others, build momentum through head nods. Yeah, so this is a key in how you communicate the success of what you're doing. My specialty in the Marine Corps is a communications officer. You know, like think telecoms uh, for the military. I'm having to do, I am a supporting establishment doing something that is unique, that's critical to the overall success. But if, you know, if I'm an infantryman, uh, general officer leading that organization, I don't understand communications. I don't know how to um, properly guide communications. You know, I'm just counting on the communications folks. What I have found throughout my career is that um, I have to build commonality to get the results I need from those I work with for us to both be successful. And I do that through what I call head nods when I'm briefing. I am starting them with the context as to, you know, it might be something unique that I need to do. Maybe it's a, uh, or, or just my overarching plan and how it fits into their big plan of, the, of their mission. And so I do that by creating head nods up and down rather than side to side as we go into the brief. And so I'm show, I'm connecting with them where they are rather than expecting them to connect with me where I am. And so I'm the narrator here. And so as I brief this plan, I first have to get buy-in from them. And I get buy-in by showing them that I know what they feel is important and what their objectives are. And so I start right away with, I understand that your mission is to do X, Y, and Z, and that you feel that we need to achieve, you know, this milestone by this date. And so I'm getting a head nod by me communicating back to them something that I've learned about them through previous briefs um, in, you know, staff meetings or just listening to them talk to others. And so, you know, I'm a spy behind enemy lines, you know, understanding my adversary here who's actually my friendly, but I need them to make certain decisions or, or to be okay with where I'm leading us in a certain way. And so I'm doing that through the head nods by, by making this connection and showing I know who they are, what they're about, and what's important to them. And by just simply putting those things out there on the table at the start, I get head nods of agreement. And now, now I've got it going. Now I can build on the momentum of the first head nod. It means I've, I've connected with the audience on the principle, on the intro, on the preface of the book. Okay, now I, now I know I'm linked to the audience. Now let me lead them somewhere. Let me lead them into a story. And so that's why it's so critical. You know, people just jump into briefs as if their audience is supposed to come along for the ride. That that. The audience and those you're briefing are not, you know, <laughs> they didn't pay for this ride. They didn't come into Disneyland, pay their money, wait in line for an hour for you to take them. No, <laughs> like you just showed up on their door. They don't like the ride. They don't even know what the ride does. They think the ride's probably a waste of time. They just want you to handle everything um, and then not have your ride affect their ride. And so if you want to bring them along, if you need them to be engaged and make certain decisions, you've got to win them 
at the ride at before they get on because they are not a willing party here, you know? And so you're holding their hand and you're telling them how great this ride is because it gets them to the ride that they're excited about. It's the way you're describing that actually makes me think of what is now quite popularized uh, by Simon Sinek as the, uh, just the, the paradigm shift between briefing, normal briefing starts with, here's how I'm going to do this thing. And then eventually you work your way down to the final point, which is um, why this is why we're doing it. Uh, but you've just described the way he, he, he says this, this is how you build trust. This is how you build like consensus. This is how you build these things. You start with why. And then you work your way down. And then by the time you've gotten to the how, like, oh, this is what I intend to do. This is like the manner in which I do it. This is the execution method. It's like the buy-in has already been done on the way. And it's been done with those head nods that started the snowballs, like rolling down the hill. Yeah. To me, this is about self-awareness as well. You know, you are living in your story, in your narrative. And so if you aren't self-aware, you're thinking your audience lives in that story too, right? And so you logically can skip the why because you know the real meat is in the what or the how, right? But you aren't self-aware enough to realize that your audience is not caught up in your story. They aren't even in your story at all when you walk in to brief them. And so you have to invite them in. And it has to be a story that they'd be interested in. And so that's why, you know, the beginning of a podcast or, you know, the preface of a book or the opening scene of a movie is so critical. You know, I mean, you think about what if, what if the general that you're briefing or your boss that you're briefing, you know, had the Amazon fire stick remote in their hand and like you walked in you're the next, you know, the next series that they wanted to consider. And they're like, you just jumped into the middle of the story about some nuance thing. And you're like, nope, click. I'm going to try this other one, right? You've got that limited amount of time to capture their imagination and link, the, link to them emotionally. Uh, in our world, defense, right? I mean, nobody talks about this emotion and, you know, meeting them uh, where they are and uh, and but we are emotional beings and so we are resistant to lots of things and the, our leaders get the the benefit of pushing off most of the things they're resistant to and so um, you need to prove to them that you know them you can connect with them if you want them to not resist you Yeah, I think the the moment that I really feel like came into my own as a naval officer and as a man and as a person was when I finally understood how to remove myself from the narrative, like you know, not being the hero of my own narrative. And that was a very profound but very simple shift that changed everything about the way that I was looking at the problems, my objectives, the, um, you know, I still thought I was doing something from a position of humility or 
because it was the right thing to do. But um, once you just shift and start thinking, yes, like objectively, what is the best thing in this case? Like for for the end result, like down the road, this in this story, you know, and how do I just like cultivate the environment that is going to enable that story to happen with the ingredients that are here, right? The people that exist, all their personalities, all their weaknesses, all their strengths, what exists now? And how do I just like enable that to success rather than picture myself as the arbiter or of the narrative that is central to the theme of success? Yeah. And when you are creating something wholly new, you actually need others to see themselves as the hero in the story, right? Because when the structure doesn't force them to act and you hope and count on them taking an action, people don't lift a finger unless they feel inspired to do it and they feel like they're, what they're doing matters. And if you're going to connect with them in an emotional plane about that future event and why they should take an action at that point. How am I cultivating to them to get to that point? I've got to sweep them up into a story and make them a central character and actually show that the end state of that vision, they have a huge win in that vision. <laughs>